Welcome back to another inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. I have a few verses for today's inspirational moment, so let's start with Hebrews 13:4. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Matthew 19:4-6. Haven't you read? He replied that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore what God has joined together, let man not separate. If you've been with me long enough, then you know that the subject of marriage is one I am passionate about. The world has taken this amazing gift from God and torn it asunder. From redefining what marriage is by approving same-sex marriages, divorce being common, to simple, almost innocent comments that throw marriage under the bus. I want you to think about these statements, and trust me when I read these, I'm guilty of either saying them, laughing about them, and even believing them. Listen to this one. Happy wife, happy life. The old ball and chain. Take your brain out and leave it on the shelf. She's in charge now. They don't paint marriage in a good light, do they? And here's what else they don't do. They don't align with God's word on marriage. That's because they are lies from the pit of hell. Satan works overtime to undermine God and his words. And I know some of you are shaking your head at me thinking that I'm crazy, right? And I did the same thing the first time our pastor pointed this out. Then I went and read all the verses in the Bible about marriage. And that's when I realized I had been following the world's advice on marriage and not God's. This snippet of a scene from Julia David's book, The Passenger's Promise, brings us back to the heart and sanctity of marriage, to the way God intended marriage to be. So this is a scene where our hero and leading lady are talking to the pastor before they get married. I've seen both you attend and will surmise that you're both followers of Christ. They nodded again. That one was easy. The reason I ask is because marriage is similar to the covenant God made with us. The Almighty took us in as we were, even giving his most precious possession that we would have life with him. The sacrifice of his son, his only son. Marriage is a covenant, not an agreement to be taken lightly. Again, that's by Julia David from The Passenger's Promise. And I love this nugget of truth that Julia wrote into her novel. Do you look at marriage as a covenant? Do you hold it sacred? Are you teaching your children this through your own marriage? What kind of marriage do you want for your children? I know, I'm throwing some tough questions at you today. However, they are worth considering. When I took the time to examine my own thoughts on marriage and how well they aligned with God's word, it wasn't pretty. However, I can tell you that through God's grace, love, and mercy, I now have a marriage that's foundation is firmly rooted in God's word. It's stronger than it has ever been because my husband and I live out our roles as husband and wife according to God's instructions. So take the time to examine your views on marriage. 
Do they align more with God's word or the world's view? When you realign with God's word, he'll bless the socks off your marriage and you'll watch your children enter into a godly marriage too. Thank you for tuning in to my inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. I hope you were inspired to pursue God just as he pursues you, for he wants none of his children to perish, but rather he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you today to join your brothers and sisters in Christ and secure your spot in heaven. God bless and see you next time.